Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, it is Mock Draft 3.0. 3.0, baby. Uh, we were going to allow for trades in this mock draft, but it seems like the NFL got a hold nah, of Nah, they said we don't need it. <laughs> they said we don't need it. They said, don't worry, guys. We'll take care of the trades for you. Uh, we will get to those trades in a second before we begin mock draft, but I want to begin with quick hits, Tyler. And I want to begin with a somber quick hits. Uh, unfortunately, Howard Schnellenberger, the legendary college football coach with stints at Miami, Louisville, Oklahoma, and Florida Atlantic has passed away at age 87. Uh, He is, to put it quite simply, the godfather of college football in South Florida. And I don't think that is an understatement. He was instrumental in uh, building up Miami's program. He was the offensive coordinator for the 1972 Dolphins. Uh, That'll come up later on. He then later on, he played under Bear Bryant at Kentucky. He coached at Alabama while Bear Bryant was the head coach at Alabama. Um, And he is most notable for being the head football coach that essentially saved the University of Miami football program. He's the guy that they brought in. It was going to go under. Miami was going to get rid of their football team. And he came in and he drew a line at I-4 from Tampa all the way to the end of the Space Coast through Orlando and said, this is the state of Miami from their south. And he recruited Miami, the state of Miami, uh, from Orlando down like it was its own state. And he is really responsible for being the first coach to really recruit Miami in that way in South Florida and Central Florida. And is pretty much responsible for the over-recruiting of Florida that we see today from college football programs across the country. Mm-hmm. He won a national championship at Miami. And he, his players often say that he would have been the Nick Saban of college football if he would have stayed at Miami. He then went over to the USFL with the spirit of Miami team that was starting up. He was supposed to be the general manager and coach of that team, but unfortunately they never ended up getting taken off the ground. And so he kind of left Miami university of Miami for nothing, which is a bit sad. Um, But Miami ended up picking up the slack there. As we know, he then went to Louisville and reconstructed their entire program. The athletic facilities at Louisville are named after coach Howard Schnellenberger. Um, he then went to Oklahoma for a year. That didn't go very well. He went 5-5-1. Five, five, and one. And after that, he kind of took a couple years off and decided to build the program at FAU. He was the architect of that program. He started it from the beginning. He was there in 1AA, what is now known as FCS. FAU then went up to 1A, which is what now known as FBS, and essentially created the FAU football program, took him to the Sun Belt, and laid the groundwork for what Lane Kiffin did a couple years ago and what Willie Taggart is trying to keep up right now at FAU. Um, Very sad day on Sunday when he passed away this past Sunday uh, for the South Florida football community. And we lost a very important coach in our sport. And it's a bit emotional for me just because, you know, as you know, big FAU ties over here. Um, Yeah. And, you know, big South Florida guy. I love where I'm from. I'm not ashamed to say it. I'm known as the Florida guy um, everywhere I've gone. And I'm very proud of that. And Howard Schnellenberger is one of those people that I can hold up and say, I'm proud of being from South Florida because of people like this, you know, godfather yeah. of college football in South Florida. It's a shame. He's not in the college football hall of fame. And it is very sad that he will not be alive for when he does get inducted. Yes. So that, that, that is, that's pretty sad actually. May like, he, um, yeah. May he rest in peace. And, uh, we hope that, his pipe will always be lit in my eyes because he was known for always oof. having a pipe in his mouth. 
which is crazy in South that's, Florida. How hot that, is it? That's like that's how you know he's he's mm-hmm. for real because oh, yeah. like in South Florida of all places. Oh yeah, you're putting lit objects into your yep. mouth constantly. Three piece <laughs> suit and a pipe. That's what Coach Snellenberger was all about. In the Miami humidity. Oh, and the no pun intended with the basketball team. The literal Miami humidity. Um, so rest in peace, coach wanted to give you the first five minutes of the show just cause you know, very important to oh, me yeah. personally, very important to Raul, my stepdad, big FAU fan. He was very sad. Um, and very important to South Florida football, you know, so honor, honor the man deserves his dues, deserves his flowers. Uh, that is quick hits, Tyler. We will now be yes. moving on to our mock draft. Wanted to give coach Snellenberger all of that. Tyler, in the spirit of coach Snellenberger, the Miami mm-hmm. Dolphins, have made moves, my friend. Yes. Um, tr- talk to me. <laughs> a talk happened. to me. Talk to me, Tyler. Give me the trades. So, what day was this? This was, I believe, uh, was it, it was Saturday, correct? No, this uh, was Friday because I called you. It was Friday. It was Friday. Yes, frantically. I, <laughs> yes. Um. So Friday news comes across the dash that San Francisco has traded with Miami. Uh, for the number three pick in the t- 2021 NFL draft mm-hmm. in exchange um, for pick 12 for th- and then a 2022 first rounder, a 2023 first rounder, and a 2022 third rounder. So Miami is just like, yeah, we'll, we'll move back pick 12 and get an extra first round pick, uh, two extra first round picks out of this. Right. But it's not well, sorry, over sorry, yet. One, sorry. Sorry. One. Sorry. One. And that no, was two. already pretty. That was already one. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Two. Sorry. So that was two already first, like two first and a third. I'm I'm misreading this. and you flips and you flip picks. Yes. Right. Um. So that was already pretty crazy. You got an extra two first round picks out of that. Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. You know what? You could probably call that a day. You know, yeah. like you're still at top twelve, gonna get a good, be able to get a good player. Um, in some capacities, you might even want being to pick later because then uh, players are kind of eliminated for you. Right. I wouldn't, you know, subscribe to that theory, but that is a way to look at it. You're like, okay. Got a bunch of stuff out of San Francisco. I think it's a good trade for San Francisco, considering that this they they are like, well, we're in a winning window. Let's go do it. We'll discuss that later. Yep. Could have called it there. Mere moments later. <laughs> Not even 10 minutes. Mere moments. Uh, ESPN files another additional report saying that Miami has traded with Philadelphia to move back up to pick number six to swap the six and the 12 spot um, in exchange for... Um, yeah, for uh, a 2022 first rounder mm-hmm. and a 2021 fourth rounder. So right. Miami traded from three, traded down from three to six and got um, a first round, an extra first round pick out of it. Like, basically, so, is so what, yeah, is what so I'm reading. going from Miami to Philly, we, we sent them picks, pick 12, um, a 20, our next year's first rounder and our fourth rounder this year in exchange yeah. for pick six and a fifth rounder this year. So what, what Miami essentially did was move from pick three to pick six and it, and they gained a first and a third, a first and a, a first, a third and a fifth in exchange for, Oh yeah. I didn't even see that. Like in exchange um, for swapping picks and giving up a fourth. That's essentially what happened. Masterful move. By Chris Gray, in my move. opinion, masterful move, like genius move, in the sense that, well, I mean, and we'll talk about the Philadelphia Eagles side of this later because mm-hmm. uh, um, our friend of the show, noted Eagles fan, Phil, uh, Stephen Peters, was not happy about this decision. No, he was not, and I didn't um, interact with him because I was so happy. I didn't want to like 
crush yeah. it. <laughs> but in my opinion, massive move by Miami. You yeah. don't need pick three because that is prime real estate for somebody who wants a quarterback desperately is willing to trade up into that spot. Mm-hmm. You don't need a quarterback. You can nope. trade back a couple of picks. But pick six is right in the way it's going to break likely that you're going to get probably one of the top three players that you're going to want. You know, right. and we'll and, talk about and, those and players. You've got when we get extra players. You're going to get extra things in the future because you um, got an extra first round draft pick out of it. Because like staying at three would have been fine because you're going to get the third best player in the draft in your eyes. So mm-hmm. like, and honestly, probably the first on your board because the first two picks are almost definitely going to be quarterbacks. One definitely will be, the other one should be, but the Jets, are the Jets. So we'll see. Um, <laughs> and. So like staying at pick three would have been perfectly acceptable. Mm-hmm. Would have it would have been cool. But no, Chris Greer says I'm going to get a little extra out of this, and we'll probably still get the same players he wanted. Right. So masterful move. I think this is the right move for San Francisco because they're in a position where they want to get a quarterback they can believe in in the mm-hmm. building um, during their winning window. Right. And then for Philadelphia, I think this was conspiracy theory i think this is for not even conspiracy theory i think for philadelphia this was literally just a trade to take pressure off their backs like hmm. because at six you have there's a possibility that some quarterbacks are going to be available to you right and then you got to really decide if you want to like what direction them. you want to go like in. if you want to go with one of those or if you want to stick with jalen hurts the likelihood is a pick six you're not going to get the one that you might probably want right because at least three or four will be gone. Mm-hmm. But by 12, there probably won't be, you probably won't have this issue. Right. So they're basically removing the pressure off of themselves and giving up the possibility of drafting a couple good players. Yeah. Um, I don't think that was the smart move necessarily. Neither do I, but, but I understand their logic around it. I don't yeah. agree with it, but I understand the logic. Uh, no. Yeah. I understand and, how they got to that conclusion. It's a bit of a coward the, move, but right. And the important part here is that, Yes, on paper, Miami's giving up a first rounder, but because of the trade with San Francisco, Miami has a first, at least one first round pick in the next few drafts, right? So we have our pick this year. Next year, we don't have our picks. That's the one that was sent to Philadelphia, but we do have San Francisco's. Yeah, and if you're looking, pick. right. And if you're looking at the competitiveness of the AFC versus the NFC, especially in our division, the Dolphins are most likely or they should, if in a successful season, make the playoffs next year. San Francisco, if they continue to have injuries, if Seattle has a resurgence, if Kyler Murray takes the next step, if Matthew Stafford works with the Rams, that's just their division right there. You know, so I'm going to go mm-hmm. ahead and gamble and bet that the San Francisco draft pick is higher than our pick, which means that it was eventually it was essentially a really good move on top of, you know, we, we already said it was a good move, but in that sense, you know, yeah. so. I'm not mad about it at all. We keep we have a first round pick next year, and then in 2023 we have two first rounders, our first rounder and San Francisco's. So very happy about that. Um, you also get another top 100 pick next year with an additional third round pick. Um, I would I would like to in this moment honor one Miami Dolphins legend, Laramie Tunsil, who um, he was responsible for moving out to Houston. He got us that three pick this year. He is now responsible for four first round picks, two second round picks, and two third round picks. Hall of Fame. Give me a player with more draft capital that was netted for him. Can't name him. I mean, the literal only thing you could probably even think of, and I don't, I don't even think you, this would count, 
was the RG three thing. Like, no, but even then, it, but it, even then, here's that the thing. wasn't. We took the original capital and then flipped that very last asset of the original capital and got even more. Like, oh, yeah, it was like, a fantastic haul. And it's crazy because Larry Tunsil is okay, right? But he's like, good, he has been. He's, he's an NFL player. Right. Like, right. Um, but he's so, not like, you know, he ain't like a, a franchise left tackle. Correct. And Even though he's he getting net- paid like one. <laughs> yeah. He is netted so much out of you guys. I know. I love it so much. It's, he's a covert agent is what he is. And I really appreciate mm-hmm. it. Um, I think, well, we'll get, we'll get to it when we get to the Dolphins pick. Uh, Tyler, let's go ahead and start the mock draft. Uh, you are going to be picking the even, the odd picks i will be picking the even ones we will switch next time uh, mm-hmm. this is the way it goes so tyler as always um you have the first pick the draft starts at two so it's just a formality at this point go ahead and say i'm it. gonna take my full five minutes um absolutely not <laughs> no <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, not. no no the pick is trevor lawrence uh sent tweet by there we go. Thank you very much. No discussions. As we've said like, before, the draft I mean, like, starts at two. The Jacksonville Jaguars have literally put less than a zero effort into hiding what they're doing. Tyler, like, there were 31 teams at Zach Wilson's pro day. Jacksonville was the only one not there. Why would we go? Why <laughs> would we go? Well, first of all, you shouldn't even draft Jack Wilson second. It should be Justin Fields, if anything. But even if you, like, you're going to – like it's one of those things where like, oh, you can't be the one that's not there. Everyone's like, I don't care. Like We're not going to pick him. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. What's the point? And Which Urban why, Meyer. Why are 31 NFL teams there? There should only be 15. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. And why the thing is Kansas City at the Zach Wilson Pro Day? And Urban Meyer like, even came just, out and said it. He was like, yeah, we're, we're pretty much going to take Trevor. That's the way we're leaning at this point. Like, come on, dude. Like, Which is as much as an answer out of any head coaches you're going to get. Like, exactly. Exactly. Like, the, that, the man is the was, most, that is the most yes answer you're ever going to get out of a head coach because they don't want to tip their hand, even exactly. though there's literally no way he doesn't pick Trevor Lawrence. Like, he is not He is not watching top-level first-round tape He because he knows he's taking Zach, uh, Trevor Lawrence. He's watching back half of the first-round tapes to know who he's going to take with his second pick. That's his primary concern. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, can't yeah. believe it. Awesome. What a what a king! He doesn't. He outwardly says he's going to take Trevor Lawrence. Doesn't show up to his pro day, or doesn't show up to Zach, Zach Wilson's pro day, and is at a golf tournament during Trey Lance's. What a flex! TBC baby. What a flex! Pick two, the New York Jets. All right, here we go. Here we go. I am given these new um, developments. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to do. I'm going to do the right thing in this draft. I'm going to do the right thing. That's what I've decided okay, the to right do. thing, the right. right thing. I am going to give the players that I believe these teams should take. And with the second pick, I'm going to give the New York jets, Justin Fields. I'm going to do Okay. It. I don't know if this That's is exactly, the correct pick, but I'm, exactly. I'm like 99% sure it's not going to happen. I uh, exactly. But if I was the GM of the jets, uh, I wouldn't even take up much time. Again, send tweet, send it in. Justin Fields, take it away. He had his pro day today. Uh, looked fantastic. Has ran like a four four forty. Incredible. It's not a hard decision for me. Second best quarterback in the draft. No question about it. Give me yeah. Give it. Give him Justin to me Fields. Today. Yeah, Justin Fields. All right. Um, next up is the San Francisco 49ers. All right. All right, Tyler. It's time to have some um, fun. It's their time. They have it been is. linked to Mac Jones. 
Yikes. That is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> did you they, see the um, clip? Did you see the clip of Kyle Shanahan like shaking his head when Mac Jones overthrew someone in his pro day? Yeah, I did. I did. And it was like I felt like in his eyes he was like, "We traded two first rounders and a third for this." <laughs> no, I mean like t- what Tyler thinks will actually happen on draft night is the Jets are going to draft Zach Wilson and the 49ers will take Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I don't think Mac Jones is the pick. Okay. Um, but considering Zach Wilson is here. I'm going to take Zach Wilson with the 49ers pick. Um, okay. I'm not going to, you know, overthink it. Right. Um, Trey Lance has had less starting time. So while his uh, physical measurables are more desirable, mm-hmm. I'll still take Zach Wilson, especially in that offense that Cal Shanahan runs where he, he would be, he'd fit in the system really well. Okay. Um, yeah. So San Francisco gets their new quarterback, Zach Wilson. He's a Mormon. Jogger. What does this, what does this mean for Jimmy G? I do actually think that they they want to keep Jimmy G for another year. I believe them. Like I really I, I, I I really believe it. Like especially especially when you look at the unless the Patriots get desperate are willing to trade something. Uh, right, like, but um, when you look at the cap, uh, the cap hit for Jimmy G, he it's something like if they cut him this year, or get rid of him or whatever, it's like twenty six million against the cap in dead money. If they cut him next year, it's like two and a half. It's like a yeah. significant, like if they want to move on from him and they, you know, let's say in your scenario, they take Zach Wilson and they want him to be their quarterback. They can let him sit a year behind Jimmy GQ. And if they want to do that immediately, then boom, they can do that. And Jimmy G and, can go sign with someone else. And a part of it is that like Jimmy G is like in that weird area where he's clearly enough, good enough. For he almost won a Super Bowl with them. Yeah. Like, and I yeah. think he's very attainable of that play again in, in regards to, the thing is he always gets injured. That was mm-hmm. the one season that he did not stay healthy. And additionally, your the this pick is more so for long term because you I mean, like this is like even if you think Jimmy Jean's good when he's healthy and can be good for one year, like I do, like mm-hmm. year in, year out, you're gonna want somebody else in the building eventually. You're gonna want a younger guy in the building. So I think Zach, that's what this pick is for. I do still think they're gonna keep Jimmy G for at least one year. Like, you don't trade two first rounders and a third to not take someone that you envision your franchise with for at least five, six, seven, eight years, you know? Yeah. So I agree with that. Um, All right. Pick four, the Atlanta Falcons. Do it. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. Day day is going to send me an edible. Day day is going to send me an edible arrangement. It's the right decision. Give me the best non quarterback in this draft. Kyle freaking Pitts. If I had to pick one person in this draft class that I would pick to become a Hall of Famer, it'd be Kyle Pitts. So here's here's the thing. I agree Over with that. Over my own quarterback. I, I agree with that statement. Here's the thing. With Kyle Pitts, with the fourth pick, let me say this. There are rumors that the Falcons really like Trey Lance, that they have him rated highly, that they think he's the second best quarterback in the draft, and by default the first best because – Trevor Lawrence is a given to go to Jacksonville, so not even worth discussing them with with him. Mm -hmm. I can see them going with Trey Lance. I can see them going with Lance, have him sit behind Matt Ryan for a year, maybe two. You look at the weapons. They have Calvin Ridley. They they have Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry, right? Uh, No. No, Hunter Henry went with the... um, He's in New England. Who's the tight end? Who's the tight end? They in, had Hayden Hurst. They had Hayden Hurst, right? That's what. Well, it was. I mean, they, they okay. They, they may have still it. have Hayden Hurst, right? 
Right. It's like, a contract thing. And then they have he, Julio. Like, they have weapons, you know, and it would work yeah. well. And I I have been very high on Trey Lance. To me, he's the third. I've moved around, and at one point I said Zach Wilson's QB2, and I was adamant about it on the podcast. I've changed my mind a bit just because of the things that I have been able to see from Trey Lance. Um, but I loved him when I watched him not miss a single pass in a semifinal game two years ago. Um, it was very good. So I can see him going to Atlanta. I think that's probably what might happen. But if I'm the Atlanta GM right now, I like what I'm doing with Matt Ryan. He's got a good two, three years left of him playing wise mm-hmm. at a high level. Um, I would not pass up on a generational talent. Pitt. Generational yeah. talent is an insult to Kyle Pitts because this man is above generational talent. Yeah, no, he's he, insane. Today was Florida's pro day. His wingspan was 86 inch, 86 and three eighth inches. It is the longest wingspan of a wide receiver or tight end in the past 20 years. It's insane. The man is an animal. He's a tank. And it's funny because today on Twitter, a lot of people were like, um, it was like NFL, NFL scouts and NFL people on Twitter was like, oh my gosh, Kyle Pitts and it's Florida fans. And it's like, we've been trying to tell, to tell you, you all year. And it's like, true. He's the best non, he's the best non quarterback in this draft. I think if he's there, the Falcons should take him. So I'll give, give them Kyle Pitts. Makes me sad because I kind of hope he's there at six, but you know, it is what it is. I hope that Herb Meyer, you know, sends a sends a package um, to some people to get up there, but <laughs> it's not going to happen. But not going to um, happen, my guy. The the talk was more was more of like, oh, he's not going to get past fifteen, and now I'm like, he ain't going to get past like eight, six. Like, he won't get past. Uh, he he won't get past. Well, he could get past six. He's not getting past seven. Yeah, I can tell you that. Um, so so I, it's becoming less likely. Yeah. Moving on, Cincinnati Bengals at five. Mm-hmm. There has been talk of the Bengals taking Jamar Chase to reunite him with um, Joe Burrow. And mm-hmm. while, yes, that would be great for them, and, you know, J- Jamar Chase is a great player, I adamantly believe so, um, you know, it won't really matter if you don't, you know, keep Joe Burrow upright, which, you know, yeah. you would think you learned that lesson <laughs> considering what just happened last season. So I'm mm-hmm. going to give them Penny Sewell like we've been giving them all along because it is the smart pick. It's a little bit of the boring pick, but it is the mm. right pick. I agree. And here's the thing. If this wasn't a draft class where there were three, maybe four uh, high quality potential starting quarterbacks and there weren't many teams that were hungry for it, he would be the first, second overall pick. He's that good of a tackle. We talked about him maybe going to the Jets at two. So the fact that the Bengals can kind of let this quarterback market play out, let these trades happen, and they can sit pretty at pick five, and still get the best offensive tackle in the draft, that's a win for them. And I completely mm-hmm. agree with that statement. So got to keep bump right. Um, pick six, the Dolphins. Uh, it's very easy. Jamar Chase, LSU, wide receiver. Call it in. If, that, if this is the way the board falls, give me Jamar Chase. Now the question here is, if the Falcons take Trey Lance, and then the Bengals take Penny Sewell, or even if they take Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts is a legitimate realistic situation. There was a thing today where Brian Flores was in person at the Florida pro day today. And they said that he was having conversations with Kyle Pitts said that they was very productive, very positive. um, And that he was going to call him later on in the week. I have a feeling. I have a strong feeling that the way that Miami sees it is pick six. They went up to pick six because, okay, if somebody takes Kyle Pitts in the top six, 
great. We'll take Jamar Chase. Love it. If somebody takes Jamar Chase, great. We'll take Kyle Pitts. If neither of them are there, great. We'll take Devontae Smith. Like they, well, the thing they're like, going to get one there, of there those. There are very three few players. situations where not where I think both of those players will be gone before you pick at six. Exactly, so. and I think that's why they went back. I think it's similar to what you said about Philadelphia, where a little bit of the pressure is off of them, but it was also the smart thing to do. Dolphins fans like myself, I've been telling you since since the end of the season, I'm trade back. That is my number one priority. We can get stuff for that pick. We can get more assets, and we did, and I was very happy with that. Yeah. Um, now, if, before real we, quick, mm-hmm, yeah. if you had to pick, if, if both are available, yeah, if you had to pick between Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase, who do you want for the Dolphins? If both are available? Yes. Kyle Pitts. Okay. I think that what I think we can get someone like if we really want to do that. I mean, the I wide receiver can, class is pretty deep. Exactly. Like, I think um, we can get someone like Rashad Bateman, someone like um, who's the other LSU receiver that I like? Uh, uh, Terrence Marshall. Terrence Marshall. I think we can get them either at 18 or maybe at 36 in the second round. Uh, I think that that's something that can happen. I know we need defensive help as well. I know we need defensive line and linebackers and pass rushers, but I think that we can address it in other ways. Um, and yeah, I, I think that you don't pass up on a guy like that. And, and, and you kidding me? If if that's the case, and let's say we go Pitts at six, and we go maybe Najee Harris at eighteen, even though I'm not, I'm anti that. I, I don't want first round running backs, but that's for another conversation. Um, that gives you a stud workhorse running back that worked with Tua, and you can get a two tight end set with Pitts and Gasecki. And Pitts can also go into the slot, like. Pitts is an X factor. Mm-hmm. Like you can do so many things with it. It gives him so much it's flexibility true. and it's a fantastic weapon. It is literally the best case scenario for Tua. Give him the most unguardable college football player of the last decade. You know? Yeah. There weren't there weren't matchup problems in the league in college football like Kyle Pitts made since Calvin Johnson at Georgia Tech. Like it's insane, you know? So just give throwing give, out the Hall of Fame. Uh, is it, is, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Okay, I want to Thank you very much. That. Um, but like, I, before we move on, Tyler, I want to say now that we traded out a pick three with all the Deshaun Watson stuff that's going on, we haven't really talked about it in depth. Uh, there mm-hmm. are a lot of sexual assault allegations. I think the number is up to 21 at this point. Yes. Um, listen, we uh, here at Sideline Judgment, Tyler and I, we are never going to not take an allegation seriously. We're never going to not believe women when they come out. And they say things like this. So that is why we've kind of been silent on that because we we want to believe. We are believing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate because the whole thing about innocent till proven guilty. Well, when there's a track record of sexual assault and, um, and rape and harassment, you know what? I, I think men have withdrawn that right to be innocent till proven guilty. We are going to start yeah. believing women first and foremost. And that Absolutely. is how we repair the trust between men and women in regards to sexual assault and rape and harassment. Um, with that being said, I think um, there are theories out about the relationship of the Titans own or the Texans owner with the lawyer that's filing the, the lawsuits and all that stuff. And that may very well be true, but we are not going to be in that camp. We want to be no. proven wrong about the Deshaun Watson situation rather than, you know, we come out and say, look, we were right. It wasn't true. No, we're going to believe women yeah. first. Well, like then that's the thing when, you know, when it first dropped, mm-hmm. when the first lawsuit dropped, it was just like, yeah, you have to take these allegations seriously. But it was like one lawsuit 
against a player that absolutely wants to leave Mm -hmm. with a lawyer that is um, a friend of the Texans owner. Right. And it's one of those things where um, you just have to be kind of, you're all kind of like suspicious, Mm -hmm. but you have to, you take those allegations seriously. Absolutely. And that's not the situation by far anymore. And I'm, you know, it's one of those, if there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Absolutely. and, you know, we don't know the whole truth and we, we won't find it out for a little while, I imagine. Mm-hmm. But we have to we are we have a duty to take those allegations seriously. So that's what we are going to do. And um, with that being said, from the Dolphins perspective, as a fan, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I know Deshaun is a transcendent talent. I know that on the field, he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And we talked about, oh, my gosh, we can get Deshaun. Dolphins, fantastic. Wow. Maybe, you know, AFC championship game. Blah, blah, blah. I'm out. I'm out. And that's why you're not going to hear Tyler and I use that and theorize trading with the Texans for Deshaun because Absolutely. we are 100% out on that. Um, this by default makes two of the guy, which is fine. Before all these allegations, I said I was cool with it. And that is how the Dolphins are clearly approaching the draft. Um, it's a blessing in disguise in the sense of, could you imagine if we traded everything for Deshaun earlier and then all of these things came out? As an mm-hmm. organization, the Dolphins would be screwed. Um, but that obviously compels in peanuts to the actual seriousness of the situation. Um, and I just wanted to clarify that when we got to the Dolphins pick, because um, that's not something that we're going to be entertaining. Um, so two is the guy yeah. and we're going to approach the draft from that sense. So now that that's right. been addressed, I want to clarify that, especially at the Dolphins pick. So um, let's go ahead and move forward to Detroit Lions, Tyler. Detroit Lions. You are picking for them. I am top uh, need on the board is wide receiver and we're going to pick a wide receiver with an elite trait and the elite trait is his speed. I'm going to pick Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle uh, over Devonte Smith. Yes, because of what I just said, um, the elite trait part, right? It's one of the things where like Devonte Smith is such a hard evaluation because because he's 170 pounds. He is a statistical <laughs> anomaly in every single facet of his physicality. Mm-hmm. Yet he plays like he has a different body. He yeah. is excellent at literally everything. Great hands, great route running. His film is incredible. He killed in all ways in college. Yeah, there, there's literally no one who could cover him, mm-hmm. and it, in a sustainable fashion. And he won the Heisman he, at wide receiver. You know how yeah. difficult that is. Super, super <laughs> difficult. Um, additionally, he. I mean, he won in every way you wanted, and he won in a lot of the ways that I think are replicable in in the league. Mm-hmm. But again, it is the matter of like the last, when is the last time we've had a wide receiver with that physical profile be successful in the league? That's true. And people have bet against Devontae Smith his whole life, and that has fueled how good of a player he is. So, I I mean, I think the next wide receiver off the board is Devontae Smith. Like, I yeah. think he's falling out. He's out in the top uh, fifteen or twenty. Like, right? Like you're splitting hairs, but I think. The, the what you do get with Jamar Chase is you do get the game breaking speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gonna go with that. Awesome, awesome. And I think it's important not that to Jared, know- not that Jared Goff's gonna be able to do anything about it. But like, <laughs> um, I think it's important to note that um, you know he got hurt this season, and it's unfortunate. You know he had a bad ankle sprain, and that takes a long time to recover. And when you suffer that in the third week of the season or something. That sucks. You you miss the chunk of the year. It's just bad timing. If that happens in the spring, you can get healthy for the season, but unfortunately for him. So, uh, Next pick up, we have the Carolina Panthers, and good Lord, are they just foaming at the mouth at what happened yeah. here. Um, 
They got lucky. They got lucky. Uh, top two quarterbacks on the board. According to the Draft Network, they have Mac Jones as the third overall prospect. Well, that's the predictive board. That is what okay. they predict to happen. Got it, got it, um, got it, got it, got it. Not the big board in terms of talent. Yeah, okay. which, you know, it threw me off too. Because threw me off big time because I trust rankings. them. And I trust them over there. So uh, there's very few times when I'm like, really, guys? And that was one yeah, of them. So it, I'm it glad more, we clarify it, that. It's predictive, not player. It's based off what they're hearing. Perfect, perfect. Which, so with that being thank said. Thank God that we realized that because I was about to go on a just massive tangent. Yeah. Like with uh with that being said, I'm gonna just not listen to that. I'm gonna take Trey Lance. And this is just falling into their lap. I think if they want to keep Teddy there, I think they can keep Teddy there in terms of a leadership role. Um but if they draft Trey Lance, I think Trey Lance is the day one starter. Teddy's the backup and it's kind of like a Tua Fitzpatrick role in terms of he's got that veteran to help him out. He's got a guy that can help kind of show him the professional ropes. Um, but he's got the traits, man. He's got the traits. He's got the vision. Uh, he's he's smart. He he knows what he's doing. I don't yep. see I don't see a world where Trey Lance doesn't succeed. I think he would fit the best and have the most success in San Francisco. But Likely. if he's able to fall, this is great for the Panthers because they're going to be able to do well. Um, and so yeah, that's it. Awesome. I'm taking Trey Lance. Pick nine. All right, the Denver Broncos. Denver. All right. There's two ways that we can go here. Okay. In my opinion. We can go linebacker. Mm-hmm. It's a big need. Michael Parsons is available. Yeah. Hell of an athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been talks of character concerns. I don't know how much I buy into that, but that is for them to evaluate. Um, of Patrick Sertan? Oh, no, of, of, of Michael Parsons. Of Michael Parsons, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, but then again, I, I, I've read it. I, I don't know how much to break into that. It doesn't seem like anything major. It's more of like a personal preference thing. Mm-hmm. So we're going to throw that out. Hell, yeah. the athlete at linebacker. The other direction we could go in. Mm-hmm. We could go in the direction of cornerback. That's true. Sorry, three directions. But mm-hmm. the other direction is that QB is the direction they could go in. Oh. Because Mac Jones is here. Okay. And I want to clarify that this I don't think would be a good pick. Uh-huh. <laughs> But is it the one that gets made? <laughs> um, we have different approaches I, to this draft, this mock draft. Because I'm very much like I'm making the right decision, and you're like I'm going to see what these teams might do. <laughs> I don't know, uh, but no, they went. No, nah, I can't do it. I can't do it. Okay. Um, uh, Denver's taking uh, Micah Parsons, the okay. linebacker out of Penn State. I don't. I don't hate the pick. I actually. I actually like the pick. If you don't mind. Um, well, thank this, you. <laughs> uh, next up we have the Cowboys at pick 10 and this isn't even a question here they are running to the board with the card they're taking Patrick Sertan they need a cornerback oh yeah they're taking he's him. he's one of the top quarter cornerbacks in the in the draft there is a shout for JC Horn here uh, he has been climbing draft boards and I have been telling you I have loved him he was seen as like a mid-20s pick a few weeks ago he is now like a mm-hmm. high teens pick this is what so. happens when when it takes us so long to get to the draft is that we start talking about things mm-hmm. and then we start t- and then we we forget about we get bored with certain prospects right. so we just forget about them yeah and then like like everybody's just bored with Penny Sewell because like he's clearly offensive tackle one right and everybody always talks about like well who can maybe be offensive tackle one instead and we're like the reality is nobody but and J C Horn's one of the situations where it's like he hasn't done anything necessarily. We've talked about it, and people more lo- and people are getting more and more into like, yeah, mm-hmm. like let's take him. Like, yeah, 
I and I think it. he's a good corner. So we'll I do, see. I do. But I'm going to take Patrick Sertan the second. I think best That's cornerback the on the board. Decision. So um, the New York Football Giants, Tyler. New York, New York, New York. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Let's see. I mean, needs or edge and tight end are pretty big, and my but uh, you're not really getting one. This isn't a great edge class, and tight end you, you could get a, a probably sup, a good tight end in the second round. Mm-hmm. So you get Daniel Jones a weapon. Um, we're gonna give him Devontae Smith. Okay. All right. You need somebody I, who I can like move it. the chains. Um, I like it. That's yeah, Devontae uh, Smith goes to New York. That doesn't bear that doesn't fare well for my next pick, which is uh the Philadelphia Eagles at pick twelve. <laughs> but I think, you know, blessing in disguise. I think the Eagles constantly need help in the secondary over the past three, four years. They oh uh, and they always just don't address it. They don't, and I think that this is the year they address it. And we were just talking about uh, J.C. Horn, and I think at pick 12, it's a good pick. It's good value. I'm going to take J.C. Horn. It's good value. I like him a lot. Smart guy, physical, fast. Uh, I think he's going to fit well in Philadelphia. And honestly, if if I'm the Eagles, yeah, okay, I didn't get at pick six uh, Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts and stuff like that, but you've got a really high-quality player on the defensive side of the ball. And while Howie Roseman has shown he doesn't know how to evaluate wide receivers very well, um, those come around more often than a corner. So, yeah, more stabs. Not if you don't pick them. Yeah, uh, but oh, but the top guys in this scenario are gone. So no, no, at that you're point, absolutely you right. might as I well mean, kick it to round wide receiver two is a deep class. Exactly. Like, I'd rather um, take corner. Um, those are yeah. a bit more rare. So because the JC corner drop off is a little bit more like pronounced. Correct. Correct. Right. So right. JC Horn there. Um, I think I think the draft's going to start to pick up the pace now. Now that those major guys yeah. are gone, there's two people that I'm. There's one player that I'm a bit surprised has made it to 13, and there's another player that, while I don't think would should be taken this high up, I'm surprised that I wouldn't be surprised if I would be surprised if he was here uh, at this point in the draft on draft night. So Tyler, Who's you're up that? with pick 13. Uh, that's Mac Jones. I'm I would be surprised if yeah, he got me to too. this point. Not that I think he should be taken earlier than this. I think he should be late, taken later than this. I think he's around two quarterback. We are of one me. mind. Right. Um, and the other player that I'm surprised has made it this far is Rayshon Slater, which I Well, not anymore. I was uh, going to say. <laughs> uh, he gone. Chargers. Send send tweet to the podium. This Rayshon ain't fair, Slater. Man. This ain't fair. I once no, again need- blame Mario Cristobal because – now you're going to get Justin Herbert and Rayshon Slater and these two fantastic pieces, and I have a feeling they're going to be the Chargers staples for the next 12 years. Yeah. Yeah. Which, good for cool. them. Good for them. Good for them. Chargers, um, Chargers fans deserve a win. Yeah. All right, here's where the draft gets interesting. We get to pick 14. Most of the top guys are off the board. Um, the Vikings are at pick 14. They need defensive help. It's... Uh, they need safeties, edge. They also need some linemen uh, for interior offensive linemen and some tackles. Uh, I'm not going to address those major needs right now. I am. Uh, what I am going to do, Tyler, is go one of the like best player available routes. Um, and I'm looking here real quick so I can... Um, so I can see who's, no, you're good. who's here. I'm, I'm looking here. This is some some great podcasting. Okay, so no, maybe not there. Maybe the value's mm. not good enough for that player. Um, 
Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, you know what? I may do it. I think I may do it. Uh, I think I'm going to take a player that is a need, but not one of the main ones. I'm going to give them Christian Darsaw out of Virginia Tech, the Good offensive pick. tackle. Uh, I think pick. that's a it, they're they're in a spot. They're very much not to bring it back to Miami, but they're very much Miami in that 2016, I think, draft 2017, whenever we got Laramie Tunsil, where it's like we don't need it's not a glaring need, but it would help. Definitely but you always need talented O-linemen. Always, always do. And the, he dropped to a certain spot thanks to the weed video. And it's like, you know what? Let's do it. And hey, that was the most impactful Dolphins draft pick of the last decade. So about to say, like you should be <laughs> as happy we said, about fu- that, that moment. Future Hall of Famer and member of the Dolphins Ring of Honor, Larry Tunsil. So, <laughs> so give me him. All right, pick fifteen. The Patriots are up. The Patriots are up. I mean, the, the Patriots who Bill Belichick just basically said, uh, "Hey, here's all the money that we have. Just get me whoever I want. I don't care what we pay them." Um, uh-huh. Two tight ends. Uh, resign Cam Newton for one year. Um, Looks like most of the defense is coming back when let many of them had were uh, out for uh, COVID opt outs. Right. Listen, Teams this team will better. be better next year. This Teams team will be a better. lot better. Yeah, they will. I gotta do it. Don't do it. It has to happen. Don't, no, I gotta don't do it. Don't make it. Don't no, make that the quarterback. No, it has room. to happen. I have to do it. No, okay. it's right there. The troll's right. right there. Like, all right. Um. Well, you know, you know, little known fact. Um. You know, Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are friends, and um. Because of that, Mac Jones is going to go to the Patriots at 15, you know, because it's going to be that connection. You know, Nick Saban's going to – um, I hate you know, this. I hate this. Actually, Nick no, Saban, I love it because I don't think Mac Jones is going to be Mac the best. Jo- Mac Jones is prepared, you know, is prepared for the Saban factory. He's prepared for Bill Belichick. He's the next part of Tom Brady and the fact that he like uh, – Is which white? actually Yes. <laughs> uh, why, <laughs> you beat me to it. Damn um, it. <laughs> well, like PFF literally put out a, a tweet that was like of Mac Jones – Pulling up a shirt at one point, you know, doing the thing where he's like pulls up a shirt to like wipe off his face or something in his pro day. Mm-hmm. He's got the the dad bod gut, which you know I respect. I, like legend, le, uh, national champion. <laughs> and then it's just like, but they put the next, they put a picture next to it in the tweet of Tom Brady's pro day picture. I hate this. Just like same energy, and I was like, don't do this. Don't, don't do this. like don't don't curse this man like that. Don't do like that. don't. I do mean, that. the fit. I don't think that Mac Jones would be successful if the Patriots ha- will have anything to do with at, with his, him having gone to Alabama, like mm-hmm. it really won't. Like, Neither will I. Um, I can't wait uh, for the, I can't wait for the draft day story of like, why is Mac Jones falling? And it's like, because he's not that good. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, not difficult. It, it is the same situation where like, if you, Mac Jones is a perfectly fine quarterback mm-hmm. who had the literal best situation you could ever possibly ask for. And you know what? Props to him. He made a lot out of it. Yeah. Congrats However, you're I mean, and New England's looking like a better roster. So like he's not going to be terrible. I mean, Cam Newton's going to start. Like, yeah, but I agree. You know, he fell to the Patriots. I had to do it. All right, just just because like for for the content, I had to do it. Fine. Well, because you know, you know, uh, Mac Jones, you know, he went into the Saban factory, so it's just going to be a continuation. He's going to win more national championships and Super Bowls. You know, because he knows what it's like. He knows the expectations. Bill Belichick and Nick Saban are friends, and they work together, so they must be the same. I hate people who just like watch one HBO documentary on Saban and Belichick and think oh they God. know it all. That's my problem. That's yeah. my issue. 
but that's I, and I are, they act like those are the only two football coaches yeah <laughs> like, yeah like I they're the only two good football coaches yeah like, and, and, and and they're friends and they're like oh so this must be the way that it's done and i'm this like this is it this is it while yes they are the best they're both the best like you know there are other ways to do things like, yeah for real like i i saw i saw a picture today of dan mullen and urban meyer like okay so all of a sudden like what we're gonna get every ohio state and the jags are gonna get every gator player ever like no come on guys my, I have, I, I know somebody who all he does talk about is like you should sign this former Florida player and you should sign this former Florida player. And I'm like, while I don't disagree because they're yeah. good players, I'm just like, you know, we, we can think outside of the box. Yeah, like, and like today, I, we, I there was a text in our fantasy football group chat uh, where I think it was Ben who was like, "Why are we not talking about the Florida Pro Day?" And I was like, "Dude, I know who's good and who's bad. I don't need what, to watch. What this. do we need? To, what are we going to learn from? I that? can tell you exactly <laughs> what it is. All right, I've seen this team play. Oh, I've Kyle seen these Pitts guys. is an alien. We and Kardarius, Tony, and Trayvon Grimes are fast, and you know Kyle Trask is really accurate good at throwing, but yeah, still, like, you know, has a dad bod. Guess what? I've known these things for years. Yeah, <laughs> Marco Wilson's really physical, but made one big mistake. I know these things. I know these things. Anyway, I digress. Let's pick up the pace, Tyler. Um, let's, let's keep it going here. Pick 16, the Arizona Cardinals. This is, this is definitely like a best player available situation for the Cardinals. I think, uh, what's funny is that when we got to the predictive board, we are now at the 16th rank. So we picked the top 15 players on their predictive board in the top 15 picks in a different order, but we picked them. So it's interesting that we've kind of on our own validity following our heads. They're in our heads, Draft Network. Um, no, but I'm going to go best player available here. Uh, Kyler always needs help. They have weapons. Yeah. Um, they got the guys. They definitely made some free agency improvements on defense with J.J. Watt being one of them and all that stuff. Uh, I'm going to go interior offensive lineman. It's one of the it's the 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 third need uh, for the Cardinals here, and they got a guy who is just down the road at USC in Elijah Vera Tucker. Uh, he has been shooting up some draft boards as well. He seems to be one of the better interior offensive linemen in the draft. Uh, this isn't like a big-time lineman draft. There's Penny Sewell, Rayshon Slater, and the two interior guys, and that's pretty much it in terms of top-level linemen. It's not like last year where we got guys like Mekhi Becton and we got guys like Tristan Wirfs and all those people. So um, I, I would expect more of a run on um, skill position players or defensive players for the rest of the first draft. There may be a couple more linemen, but you know, it is what it is. Um, Tyler, go ahead. Pick 17. Pick 17, Las Vegas uh, Raiders. Um, One of the key attributes of this team um, and the whole reason Russell Wilson put them on one of this list of teams you would trade them to is because they're a strong offensive line. Yes. What did they do to the entire offensive line? They said, yeah. Um, (laughs) uh, And they basically got rid of everyone for, Money reasons, I assume, which like I imagine offensive lines are one of the last positions that you get rid of players because they cost a lot. Like, I agree. I agree. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to understand John Gruden. Um, but or, they, or May they, or Mayock. It, yeah, it makes their needs and their wants pretty clear. Yeah. Um, so they're going to go with Tevin Jenkins, the offensive tackle out of Oklahoma State. Right. And here's um, the thing: where what I just said about the offensive linemen, like. It is what it is. Uh, I'm not really happy with this <laughs> with this pick for them. It, it's not. I think he's like a later round, like for value wise. I think he could have gotten later on. But then again, like we see this all the time in these middle picks in the first round, where some teams are going to reach for players that could value wise be in the 20s. Some teams are going to 
end up getting guys that slide and shouldn't, you know? So that's just the nature of this slot, you know? Um, yeah. Pick 18, the Dolphins are second pick. There's a lot of clamoring for people to take Najee Harris. I told you I'm not a fan of that. I like the North Carolina running backs as well. I think paired up with some of the guys that we have on the roster now, they can be a really strong backfield. And, and we need white running backs. Even though I think he's going to fit perfectly, I think he can make it to round two. So I'm going to go ahead and gamble there. And I'm also going to go ahead and try to take another massive position uh, position of need. Um, so the top available edge rusher here is Jalen Phillips out of Miami. Um, and then ironically, Gregory Rousseau, who was predicted to be a top like 5-10 draft pick, uh, before the COVID season, he's dropped down to the TDN predictive board ranking of 44. Now, Eesh. I don't know if this is just the draft network getting in my head, but I had Gregory Rousseau slotted here. I think he's a good pick. Uh, I really would like to see what he did. But then again, you also have, I like Jalen Phillips a lot as well, and he really produced last season. So I think I'm just going to let yeah. draft network get in my head. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Jalen Phillips he stays curses. in Miami. Versus yes, versus no Aziz. curses. No, I said curses. Like oh right, 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 right. Like I, I wanted to pick up somewhere else, and you got did, it, got it, so. got it, got it. So my apologies there. I'm gonna take him. Um, and honestly, if they're predicting that Gregory Rousseau is gonna fall that much, maybe we get him with our second pick in the second round. So I would love it if we took both of these guys. I think they're both studs. They both stay home. They're both in South Florida. Um, uh, I like these get both of these guys, so I'll take Jalen Phillips at eighteen. Mm-hmm. Good first round for Miami. If we walk away mm-hmm. with Jamar Chase and mm-hmm. Jalen Phillips, I'm a big fan. What a great birthday present the Dolphins can give me on my 25th. So, uh, all right. So the Washington Football Team, who mm-hmm. evidently um have had talks of just making that their permanent name, <laughs> um, I'm I'm here up. for it, honestly. I mean, it's going to be one of those things where they can't find or get the rights to the name that they want for so long that we will just not remember them as anything else but the Washington football team. Well, I love how that was our bit because we refused to call them by their older name, and now that's what they actually are. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we didn't get a single check for that, but whatever. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. I'm dating um, a lawyer. I hope you know that. So we'll get there. It's a good point. It's a good, good point. point. It's a good point. Never say never. Um. <laughs> all right. Their top needs are offensive tackle, linebacker, safety, um, make a little bit of a different pick here. Uh, okay. I'm not going to go tackle. I'm going to go linebacker. Got it. I'm going to pick Zayvon Collins out of Tulsa. Oh, switch it up a little bit. Switch it up a little bit. Love. He's a good him. player. Very good player. Very good player. Great, great job. Yeah, and great and job. you know, the Washington football team is actually like the roster is not bad. Like they're in a position mm-hmm. with Ryan Fitzpatrick to, yeah, act like they're good and then inexplicably not be good at the end of the season or be mm-hmm. not be good in a certain spots and miss out on the playoffs. Not- that's just, that's also just not fair. You look at that defense, you got Montez sweat. Oh yeah. You got like, chase young. Make and your now you got Saban Collins. Make your strength, make your strength stronger is what yeah. I'm, I'm going with here. Like put, put look, Fitzpatrick like, in a good position. You ain't going to get a high flying offense necessarily with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like, mm-hmm. This is not he's not your quarterback in the future. He is he's gonna you're you're asking him to get you Alex Smith, Taylor Heineke levels of production mm-hmm. and just making your defense that was the strength of your team even better. Yeah. And honestly, so, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. So I mean, 
you don't really have a lot. Of, and, and last year it was more indicative of this, but look at the quarterbacks in your division. Mm-hmm. All respect to Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts, we not, not a lot of respect for Dalen Jones, Daniel Jones, but uh, Daniel Jones and Dak was hurt last year, but Dak's back. And I, that, so that'll be tough, but right. um, you don't really have, you know, your, your defense can survive in this, in this division. Yeah. Like that's the thing. This is the worst. You division. can win with a good defense in this division. Like you ain't winning in the NFC West. Um, with, this. with, with just a good defense. Like, right. right. Cause yeah, Russell Wilson and Matt Stafford and Kyler Murray are in that division. Yo, <laughs> like, yeah. They're going to torture you. And, they're gonna torture you. and then Kyle Shanahan's offense, which is always good, no matter who he puts a quarterback. Like, right. So, but that's not the case where you are. So make your defense stronger. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Lightning round. Here we go. Chicago Bears. I'm like not going to overthink this. Uh, they shine, shined. They signed uh, Allen Robinson to the franchise tag, but he's going to dip after next year. So I'm just going to replace free, free him. I'm going to I'm going to replace him, uh, and I'm going to give them Rashad Bateman. That is a Rashad, good pick, Rashad Bateman. That is a I, really good pick that I love for yeah. them. He is a lot like Allen Robinson. Very um, much, very much so. All right. Uh, uh, okay, the uh, Indianapolis Colts. Um, let's see. You know, Caleb Farley has been falling really far because of the back surgery thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say no. I say no further. Got um, it. And I'm going to draft Caleb Farley because you know what? Take a chance on him. The Colts are a good roster. You're in that position where you just need a couple pieces to make you a little mm-hmm. better, and you need a corner. And I'm going to give him Caleb Farley because you know what? draft them to be good for a couple of years as a, the whole thing with the back is more of a, the back surgery is, seems to be more of a matter of like, like the miles Jack thing where it's just like, he is going to play for the next couple of years, but it's a matter of, will he play for 15 years or will he play for eight? Right. And well, if even you're in if, Indianapolis, if he, but you if need he to play you, for three. Like, right. Like, exactly. You need like, to play until you, you know, you're able to get to back. Get Super Bowl. And, and, like, exactly. So, I'm so with you I'm on gonna, that. I I'm going to pick him. I'm going to pick Caleb Farley. And that sucks because that's who I was going to take with the Titans pick here ah, at 22. Well, the but Titans you know what? suck it. That's fine. Like, I'm going to I'm gonna zag. I'm going to go with a player that plays on the outside, but I'm not going to take a defensive guy. I'm going to go wide receiver. I'm going to go Terrence Marshall. Ooh, I'm going to go Terrence Marshall. One. Yeah, you give, uh, you know, they, they just lost Jonu Smith to New England. And while it's not a like-for-like replacement position-wise, it's, it's definitely a trying to replace production. So I'm going to go with, mm-hmm. with him. It's going to be great for, mm-hmm. listen, you can always do, they have a great offensive line. Ryan Tannehill is the, the it is the chef's kiss of a play action quarter quarterback. They have the most unstoppable offensive weapon in football in Derrick Henry. Uh, you run the play action, you get speedy receivers to do that. Physical receivers to get up and get the ball during play action plays one-on-one. It's, it's a win-win. So give me Terrence mm-hmm. Marshall Jr. The Jets at 23, Tyler. Uh, okay. Um, Robert Taylor is the head coach. So yes. you got the quarterback. Um, you're going to need some defensive help. Um, uh, even though the defense is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It, well, I mean, for being a bad team, the defense was the better part. Right. Um, let's give you some corner help. Uh, let's go Eric Stokes out of Georgia. Good. I, I prefer him over Greg Newsom, the second out of Northwestern as well, even Agreed. though Greg Newsom is projected a bit higher on the predictive board, but I'm with you. I like Stokes. Yep. Uh, he caused some problems for um he was on Travon during the Florida game on Travon Grimes yeah and he also was on Tony at times as well and when he was on yes. them did a great job he's a good player good player really good player I liked him 
Next up, we have the Pittsburgh Steelers. A uh, lot of needs here for the Steelers. Um, they need, they need a Jones, quarterback. But... If Mac Jones <laughs> falls to here, I would not put it past them to take him and have him sit behind Big Ben. Yeah, I, I actually think that would be a good fit for them uh, and for him. Yeah. So, uh, But that, alas, in this situation has not happened. Cornerback, tackle, running back are all options. I don't think they would go running back first round. Uh, corners, best available is Greg Newsom, the second. Um, then you got Aaron Robinson, who I like, but maybe a round two kind of guy. A lot of tackles on the board. There's a guy, you know what? I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with Samuel uh, Kosimi, uh, Kosmi out of Texas at tackle. He is a guy that I expect to go in this range. Anywhere between yeah, 22 and 30, I think, is a good value for him. Uh, and he can work out. I think he he might be able to work out for them. So give him that. All right. All right, Tyler, your first real pick of My, the draft for the Jags. Yeah, the first one where I actually had to put some effort into it. Um, uh-huh. Jacksonville Jaguars, top I know who you want to tackle wide receiver. What? I know who you, I know who you want. I, mean, I know who you want. Who do I want, Sergio? Can I say it? Yeah, say say who you think I want. Christian Barmore. I mean, that's very true. I know um, you want him. I do. However, I'm torn because the Jack, the one thing that the Jaguars have done a really good job in for free agency so far is bolstering the defensive line. Correct. That has been something. So, you know, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a little bit different, a sleeper mm-hmm. pick, um, which I've done before, but I like. I'm gonna take Trayvon Merrick, the safety out of TCU. I like that pick. Because because I want to shore up the back end. Yeah. Um, I need some speed. I need mm-hmm. some good players on the back end. I want a good defense. Um, and, you know, you know, yeah, Christian Barmore would make me happy too, but there's a possibility we can get him with our first pick in, second, in the second round. Yeah, I think so as well. Likely not that's... because I will probably pick him in the next couple of picks. So, <laughs> because we um, like him so much. Yes. Makes sense. Uh, next up is the Browns. They need edge help. They need somebody to pair with um, oh, what's Buddy's name who threw the helmet? Miles Garrett. They need somebody to pair. <laughs> they need somebody to pair with Miles Garrett on the opposite side. Um, the top ranked edge rushers left in the predictive board is Aziz Ojolari, but I'm not going to take him. Ojolari out of out of Georgia. I'm going to take Quidi Pay out of Michigan. I think Good I pick. like him as Good more pick. of a complete prospect. Um, that's not to say. Uh, that's not to say that Aziz can't get there, but I like Quidi Pay a bit more as a complete prospect. He kind of uh, produced from day one for them, and I think that's important for them, especially since you know they made the playoffs. They won a playoff game last year, so um, you know I'll give them that. So he's heading to Cleveland. All right, the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson needs a weapon. He needs somebody mm-hmm. who can get open short. Somebody who can who can break some ankles. Yeah. Somebody who can embarrass some people. Elijah Moore, come on down. Oh, love the pick. Hate it for me. Love the pick, though. Man, Lamar with Elijah? Woo! Yeah. yeah That's I mean, fun. Like, it'd be fun. It'd them be really Brower, good. Them Brower I, boys I, are going to ball. I would like to see it. Them Brower boys. I would boys, like to see it. I would like to see it. That'd be fun. All right, I won't be mad at um, that. I like that. It, it, it would be fun. I mean, here's the, this is my big thing. And, and it is a little bit of the whole, you have Marquise Brown, which is another undersized speedy receiver mm-hmm. that has not been the best for you. Like he, he does one thing really well. Right. 
um, and it's get open deep. Yes. But that's not always the most consistent thing. And I think if you are the Ravens, you need somebody who can just get you a first down. Yes. Like home runs are important, but you need singles and doubles. And Elijah Moore, while he can get you home runs, I've seen Elijah Moore get you singles and doubles plenty of times. I have. Like, I have. and I have full confidence that he can get you a first down. Mm-hmm. Like you can throw the ball to Elijah Moore to get a first down. Yeah. That's what you need right now, Ravens. That's the thing you've been missing. Do it. Love it. Love the pick. Um, next up is the Saints. Is there a way I can draft cap space? <laughs> I mean, it basically doesn't actually affect them anyway. Like, I know, right? Um, uh, let's say they need. Uh, how do they do it, man? I don't know, man. It's because they they're need... in New Orleans. Because they like, all oh, the black, the uh, the uh, the magic, the, vo- all the voodoo, the voodoo, the voodoo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they need a corner. They need wide receiver help. They need edge help. In terms of value, I think there's probably one more first round value wide receiver on the board. I am not going to take him just because. I think value-wise, you can get him later on. You maybe trade up. Corner back, uh, you got Greg Newsom there. You also got Aaron Robinson. But again, maybe some second-round quality in that sense. Uh, edge, though, you have some top players left in terms of maybe Aziz from Georgia, like we talked about, Jason Oway at Penn State. I'm going to give them Aziz Ojlari. Okay, Ojulari. Ojulari. I'm going to take him because best available edge guy there. Uh, they let Trey Hendrickson walk in free agency. Uh, so I gave him. He actually went to the Browns. So I guess that Browns pick that I had. Um, Never bad to have more edges. No, not at all. Maybe Queedy Pay can learn there. I love Trey Hendrickson, FAU legend. Um, so he's gone out of out of New Orleans. Give them, um, give them his ease to, to get up there out of Georgia. You're up, Tyler. All right. Where is this person? I, I Okay, there. Uh, the Green Bay <laughs> Packers. Um, wide receiver. You need wide receiver big, but they wouldn't do that. So um, <laughs> they wouldn't pick wide receiver. So throwing that out. Um, need some defensive help, but in their new scheme, I'm not really sure what they what they picture. I am gonna I'm gonna pick Alex Leatherwood, the offensive tackle out of Alabama, because I think that they need some tackle help. Um, always good to give Aaron Rodgers more more room to work. Um, nice, because you basically you basically mortgaged your whole future towards just making Aaron Rodgers have to win you things, not really giving him. So you might as well just give him more time in the pocket. Might as well, and I think again he's gonna fit really well there. Um, yeah. I like him a lot. So good pick. Uh, pick 30, we have the Buffalo Bills. Um, tough. This is a really good team. I, yeah. don't, I don't know of many holes. Like desperate, like... These are luxury it. picks right here. These are like, luxury picks. And because of that, I'm going to address them as such. So I'm not really going to go with like anything expected. I'm going to go with one of the better players available. A guy that I'm surprised is still here um, because in our first two mock drafts, he was definitely like a top 15 pick. Not to say I think he's bad. I just think in this situation, the board's falling a bit differently. I'm going to give them Jeremiah uh, Owusu. Owusu Koromoa. Koromoa. He's it's Kora, one of those. Koromoa. Koromoa. I apologize. He's one I, don't of those best, I don't even know if I'm saying it right. <laughs> <laughs> best player available. You know, I. I like him a lot. I, I like you said, I like luxury it. pick. You know, if he's gonna terrorize 
quarterbacks at the linebacker position and, and break up passing lanes, might as well do it for Buffalo, you know? Yeah, no, I agree. Might as well. Um, all right. Kansas City, second to last pick. Um, Are you going to do it? I'm heavily considering. Um, <laughs> I was going to go on a whole rant about how you need offensive tackle because that's the whole reason you lost your bowl, but screw that. More speed. Um, Canaries Tony to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. Nice. Very glad. Very Because glad. I would like to see it. Because you know? I would like to see it. Um. All right, Tyler. So, 32, the Bucks. Papa Bay. I'm going to talk this through with you. Okay. I have two options here, the way the board's fallen. It's Travis Etienne to give um, to give Brady a pass-catching running back, guy on a rookie deal. We talked about how Ronald Jones is going into his last year. They can move on from him, and they can have him here. Or Christian Barmore has fallen to 32. And yeah. we saw Vita Vea get hurt. He can be that presence in there. If you got Vita Vea and another interior guy, oh my gosh, that would be insane. That would be hard to stop. That that's the whole reason they were good is their defensive line. Yeah, and then, again, defense. this is this is the team that is bringing back all twenty-two starters from a Super Bowl winning team. They literally ran it got, back. I think you got to do that, man. I think I got to go it's Christian Barmore, you, right? And then, and they re-signed Leonard Fournette, which you know I don't know why. I don't but, know why. Um, I would have honestly, I would have, uh, I would have allocated those funds to other players, cash considerations, honestly. and then would have taken um, would have taken um, Travis Etienne and gone Travis Etienne, Ronald Jones for a year, and then addressed the secondary running back position later. That's what I would have done, but that's not what they did. They really wanted to just bring everyone back, which I also respect because you know you got to give those guys a chance to defend the title. So. Yeah. All right. I think I'm going to be responsible. I'm going to go Christian Barmore. If he falls to there, do it. I think that's a smart pick. You know, I can't believe I just I agree. Did that, but I love that pick. I love it. I, I like it too. I like it too. Um, Tyler, that has been mock draft 3.0. A lot of a uh, lot of players taken. A lot of different things that happen that we aren't used to. But then again, you know, so is life. We had a massive trade that kind of shake a couple massive trades that shook things up. Uh, and Mm -hmm. you know, as we say, the draft starts at two, but it does not end at two. So a lot of things can happen. A lot of things can happen. Uh, the first round of the NFL draft is on April 29th. It's a Thursday. I turned 25 that day. Uh, my birthday present hopefully will be two fantastic picks by the Miami Dolphins. Uh, and my gift, knows? my gift on my birthday to you, Tyler, will be a franchise quarterback. <laughs> Long game, baby. Long, Long game. game. And I respect it. Um, yeah. Tyler, with that being said, let's just go ahead and wrap up the episode. It's a late night for us. Uh, let's, yes, let's, sir. let's talk about the tweets that we've shared this week. Tyler, what is your favorite tweet that I have sent you this week? Um, favorite tweet that you've sent me is regards to the fact that uh, the NCAA, the Supreme Court is hearing... Um, Things about the, I don't know the legal terminology. Um, the Supreme Court be be talking about the NCAA and reporters be tweeting. Mm-hmm. Um, the Supreme Court is uh, discussing the national uh, uh, the name, image, and likeness yes. um, situation with the NCAA, which does not have a like to stand on. Mm-hmm. And in it, Dan Wetzel is tweeting that um, uh, it's responsive to a tweet of his own, where Justice Thomas notes that that sounds fine in regards to something about uh, eligibility and. Um, See, that sounds fine for upper-level schools, whether it's Alabama, Ohio State, Nebraska. Says Cornhusker fans celebrate that they are still considered upper-level with such company. 
The Dan Whistle replied to his own tweet and says, I have now learned Justice Thomas is a longtime Nebraska fan. I need to brush up on the Supreme Court rooting interests. Much respect for his fandom to sneak this in there. It's the ultimate message board post. Let me just that say. That is not the most college football thing ever. Like, I am so glad. Uh, I, also, I've heard that Justice Thomas doesn't speak much. And that when he does really? speak, it's like a, yo, are you guys for real type thing? So the fact that he spoke when the NCAA was presenting their case is like, oh my gosh. I uh, It was one of those like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Like, what's going on? Uh, this isn't a tweet that I shared with you guys, but uh, I did see it today. It was by Bomani Jones, um, where <laughs> he said, this Supreme Court hearing is a reminder that the NCAA's arguments sound really crazy to people who don't really follow sports like that. Yeah, yeah. So true. Like the the whole thing with the NCAA is that it is basically a whole situation regarding uh all based around the concept of well that's just the way we've always done it. Right. And <laughs> and the thing is that like for me it's crazy that in the most like hyper we hate communism, capitalism, rah rah America, in the most that type of country in the world, there is this entire system based upon the fact that the employees cannot profit and cannot be paid away they gotta do it for the love of uh, doing it it's it's literally the most like oh but that's how it's been and you know like we get to we get so many other benefits and stuff and it's like yo like could you imagine going to work for like Publix and it's Publix is like no we're not gonna pay you but you're you're gonna be able to get the experience of working as a player and yeah. uh, and these things now, are gonna help you in the future you'd be that be in the cashier booth like get the out of here are you kidding me and publics would be like now you all anything you learned about how to sell things or organize stuff or grow food and sell it yourself uh-huh. yet you can't do that or else you just can't work here right like you can't do it on the side either exactly like, or if e- it's, even for fun even mm-hmm. for fun like or, or even then if it's like hey i'm gonna make a youtube account uh about what i learned at Publix and what i think is the best and i'm gonna monetize it then Publix can be like no can't do that you either work for us and don't make anything or you make your youtube account and profit but you don't work for us anymore it's like i'm sorry what now makes, why can't i do both <laughs> makes, could you imagine if you were like a pub sub maker and you were like in there <laughs> making a sub and you're making subs and it's like wow why don't you like go to like work for subway because they can pay you for it and you're like no nah, man it's for the love of the sub it's for the love of the sub you know you know it's funny because like i do think pub subs are better but like Max. like like no one in no one in their uh right mind is doing it for the love of love of the sub like exactly as great of a notion as that is um pay me please like uh, <laughs> like look people people got i we've waxed about, about this in the you know 150 plus episodes of the show that we've done mm-hmm. um and yeah, we we have our thoughts on it, and it's it's it's. I love to see that the 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 non sports world is mm-hmm. understanding it. Well, like funny funny side tangent, real quick is like another th- funny thing that like we explain to sports that people who don't follow sports don't understand is that like I remember having to explain to my roommate who does not care about sports at all uh-huh. about the whole thing with the draft and how it was just like you know the best players get picked by teams, and it's just like you don't get to pick the place of your employment. Nope. <laughs> I was like, no, not at all. And so it's like, it does sound really weird, doesn't it? Does. it? Like, it does. Well, it hey, does. That's that's better. I mean, than and my... there's a reason for it because it's a matter of like, if that was the case, everyone would just want to go play for Kansas City. Like, well, that's the problem we have in soccer, right? Like, yeah, the second you can play for Madrid, Barcelona, or Man City, or Chelsea, whatever. Like, yeah, that's it. It's over. 
you know? So, and, and that's what it's, it's funny is that the NFL has done is more than any other league gone to such great lengths to create parody, uh, parody. And like, it's, it does it better than a lot of other sports leagues. It's funny. Um, like it, it, the most American concept is capitalism. Yet yeah. all of our sports are very socialist. Yeah. It's crazy. And everyone's just like, oh, that's the way it is. And it's like, well, I mean, have some good – like I would love to bring up – like my dad does not know the like inner workings of college football. And like I would love to sit down with him for an hour and genuinely explain everything. And I guarantee you my dad, the most Reagan capitalist Republican ever, would be like, well, that doesn't make sense. That's not free whatever. And I'm like, cool, awesome. Vote for this. Like, <laughs> like yeah, just, we're on, just, like I am very key, liberal. You key, are very conservative. Uh, we can find common ground here. <laughs> the key is to not use any of the keywords. Exactly. Like, exactly. Just explain it for what it is, which right, is right, what's right. happening in the Supreme Court right now. Exactly. And, um, Hopefully, very interesting. pay the players. What is the tweet that you shared with me? The tweet is actually I'm cheating because I'm picking one that I sent you, but I just love it so oh, much. Boy. It is from Stephen Ruiz. He quote tweets a Badlands McNeely tweet, which the Badlands McNeely tw- McNeely tweet says Kyle Pitts with the biggest wingspan of any tight end ever at 83 and three eighths, LOL, which I think I mentioned earlier in the show. And he quotes it and says, tired, move Pitts to wide receiver, wired, move Pitts to left tackle. There it is. His blocking's actually fine. It's actually really good as well. He's going to be a good blocker. People just try. It's one of those things that happens every year. There's there's a couple players that are like they're just good. I can't wait. I can't wait for our kids. You don't have to all sit here and try to find something wrong with that, right? I can't wait for our kids to like. We're going to be watching the Kyle Pitts like Hall of Fame induction, and we're going to be like, yeah, so finally, blah blah blah. And my kids are going to be like, wow, like. Do you remember? Because he's, you know, he's going to be a Gator and hopefully he plays for the yeah. Dolphins and he's going to do this, whatever. So okay. it's going to be a big presence <laughs> in my life. Uh, if the Dolphins draft him, I'm buying a jersey. I want you to, I want this to be. No, it makes sense. No, okay, it makes sense. Cool, cool. So I'm going to go and my dad's going to be like, wow. Or my kid's going to be like, wow, Bobby, when did, when did you like know he was that good? And I'll be like, I have known this man was going to the Hall of Fame since he was a junior in college. Junior, yeah. Like literally, yeah. literally. The end of my, the end of his Knew junior. Knew he'd be good his sophomore year. Right. When Kyle Trask took over, but. Well, sorry, his second to last year, but like, like, you this past season, you're like, no, this man is a Hall of Famer. He he's like, just unguardable. He's literally unguardable, and it's insane. So that's yeah. that's it. Um, <laughs> and then he 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 actually replies to that tweet and says, "Inspired, leave him at tight end, you morons." <laughs> For real, uh, I, I I'm not gonna get into that no, discourse because it's not stupid. At all. Like, so, um, Tyler, that was mock draft 3.0. We will be back later on. I will actually be interviewing a couple of my friends, uh, get a Colts interview in there. Uh, yeah, I have a couple of interviews lined up. Hopefully going to get a Giants um, interview. Ooh. So those will be coming up soon after this All episode. Northerners. You know, you already know. Uh, my The Colts fan, his name is Jason, good friend of mine. Uh, Jason is from Jason is from Long Island. And he is, are you ready? Are you ready for this? Okay. He is a Colts fan. He is a Cleveland Cavaliers and Utah Jazz fan. And he is a Manchester City soccer fan. Okay. Make it make sense. The None only the only one that actually the like, only one this... that actually makes sense is he's a Yankees fan. But Long Island, even though he should be a Mets fan cuz Long Island, but whatever, you know? Huh. Strange. None of those connect in any way whatsoever. You're gonna hear, you're gonna hear the interview, and he is he is known in our in our group for the wildest of takes. Um, 
You're going to hear some. I can't wait. You're going to hear some. It's going to be great. Uh, Great interview to come up later on. I'm going to do that one next week. So we're going to have some interviews coming your way. Tyler, anything else you want to say before we sign off? Uh, No, just uh, it's good. It's good that the draft order is changing. New ideas are being presented. It's Mm -hmm. always very excited. This is the time where it's just like, all right, can we just get to it? Yeah, I'm very got a much month left. Like, I just want to, I just want to do it. Like, I just, I, I just want to see what happens. Like, I know. And it's funny this year, the drafts on my birth, the draft starts on my birthday. So it's like the countdown to the, I'm not even counting down my, to my 25th birthday. I'm counting down to the draft. Like I want it to be my birthday. Not because like for me, I want it to be my birthday. Cause I want to watch the draft. <laughs> like I just want it to happen. Yeah. I want to know who's cut, who's going to be on my team. Are there more trades? You know, is someone going to be risky enough to trade for Deshaun Watson? Like, there's so many questions out there that I want answered, and mm-hmm. the draft needs to come, and that's what we'll say. So, um, yeah. Tyler, this has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And you know what? Because today was Florida's pro day. Tyler, let's get back to it. Go Gators. We're not biased. Go Gators. But go Gators. Not biased at all. Go Gators. <laughs>